Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to DA Rockstars. Jules and I are so glad you're here. Okay, so today's episode is a previously recorded webinar with Dental Assistance Rock. We had Kelly and Kelly from Pro Edge Dental Water Labs on, and they got to talk all things dental water unit line safety. Oh, bonus, it's worth one hour of free Pace AGDCE. By the way, at the end of the episode, you guys will get your code, and I'll, I'll tell you where to go to redeem that CE. But in the meantime, please enjoy all the magical pearls coming down from Kelly and Kelly. It's time to organize the chaos with Zen. All dental practices run into the same problems. Ordering dental office supplies is a mess. Running out of products, no budget, and price comparisons that take hours. With Zen, dental supplies management has never been easier. Go check them out, www.zensupplies.com. Welcome, everybody. This is Julie from Dental Assistant Rockstars with Rhonda. And today we have Kelly T and Kelly B from Pro Edge Dental Water Labs. And they're going to talk a little bit about their company first. And then they're going to answer a bunch of questions us assistants have, um, Rhonda and I have pulled from our forums about water and water, what we should be doing now during the midst of our COVID-19. So welcome guys, thanks you for coming on and thank you for spending some time with us. So thank tell you. us a little bit about Pro, Pro Edge Dental Water Labs. Yeah, well thanks for having us, Julie and Rhonda. We really appreciate it and your audience. Uh, we work with dental assistants all the time, helping them understand what do you do with water. So, um, ProEdge has been around for about 15 years. We've been testing water for about 15 years. Uh, we're now the largest dental water lab uh, in the country and um, working with practices all over uh, the United States. And so um, we, are, we, we test water. Uh, we make sure that the water coming out of your dental units is safe. Um, and really what kind of makes us unique is just the relationship that we build with the uh, office. So Kelly T spends hours and her team spends hours every day consulting one-on-one -on -one with offices, helping them understand best practices, improve their test results, and, and uh, understand how their products work, develop an effective protocol, all sorts of things. So um, that's what we do and we love. Yeah. Well, the, the, water, the water part of it is an important part of our infection control process. And often I've found I've gone into practices and they've never tested their water per the OSHA standard, which is quarterly, right? Am I right? Am I right? OSAP, yeah, OSAP says OSAP. quarterly. Yeah, uh, quarterly. OSHA doesn't have a frequency standard, but. Um, and they haven't done it at all because they feel like, oh, I use distilled water, it's okay. Or I put these blue tabs and it's okay. Mm -hmm. So things like that, I think we need just to be more aware, especially now in the mix of all this going on, of what we need to do properly to protect our patients. Right. Yeah, so the CDC since 2003 has said you should be treating your water and you should be uh, coming out of your dental unit water lines and you should be testing your water to make sure that it meets the EPA standard of 500 colony forming units uh, per milliliter or less. And we know about 70% of dental practices are doing something to treat their water. So they're dropping the tablets, they've got a straw, um, they have some sort of uh, antimicrobial treatment product that they're using or protocol that they're using. Um, 
but only about 10% are actually testing their water. And the reason why that's important is we know from a whole bunch of research, you can, uh, you can find this in a John Molinari compendium article, but um, treated water lines fail about 31% of the time. So even the best treatment products available are not perfect 100% of the time. And sometimes their instructions for use can be really confusing. Uh, so testing, is the way that you know your treatment product is working and it's the way that your practice is protected. So um, right. if you're treating your water lines and, and don't have documentation, um, it's almost as if you're, I mean, you still wanna treat even if you're not testing because that helps protect the patients, but it's almost as if it's not happening, right? There's no proof of it, there's no documentation. So if there's ever an inspection or God forbid an infection, um, the practice is left kind of with their hands like uh, there's nothing we can really say or do to protect ourselves. Um, so you want a proven protocol and you want to, and a part of that protocol, you want to be testing so that you're making sure the treatment is working and my patients are safe and also my practice is protected. So what is the process of dental water line testing? What is the most efficient, effective way that you've have put into place to help the dental assistant being able to do it correctly for their practice. Go ahead, take that one, Kelly T. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, that so it's super important to have a protocol in place prior to testing. Um, but yeah, so we came out with the what we call the quick pass. It's an in-office in test. We launched it last May. There it is. It's 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 been a super paddle product. We love it. Uh, and it makes testing uh, economical and so you can test more frequently. We also have a mail-in test where you, uh, you, you buy the, the kit from your supply company, your favorite supply company, and then you send the kit to our lab uh, where we do a R2A, which is the gold standard testing method. Uh, you get a precise CFU count uh, and have your results in, in seven days. Whereas the quick- what is CFUs mean in case any listeners don't know understand what does CFUs mean? Sorry about that. Yeah, so okay. this is colony forming units per milliliter. So it counts the the header. It's a heterotrophic plate count. So we're counting we're counting the bacteria that grows really well in dental unit water lines. So we incubate at room temperature, which dental unit water lines usually sit at, um, and we're going to pick up those. And that's what that's what it's measured in colony forming units per milliliter because of the liquid. You'll, you'll find throughout this conversation that we are really nerdy about dental unit water. I like nerdy. So if, I like it. <laughs> if we get lost in any of the nerdiness, please let us know. And, uh, oh, I love nerdiness. <laughs> we'll take a step back and uh, come back to, you know, the real world. Yeah. So, yeah, please let us know because dorks. <laughs> <laughs> um. So explain the process that you recommend for waterline testing. So right now, you know, as we're kind of getting back into going back into you know, opening up our practices and, and things, we definitely recommend that you shock and we'll, we'll probably go over that in a little bit, but testing is super, super important. Like Kelly said, because you want to prove that your lines are, are clean and, and you can say that you've tested, you can say, or that you can say that you've shocked, you can say that you've used, uh, a treatment or you're using distilled water, but without that test, it, you don't have proof. Um, right. Background in nursing, and I know if I didn't document something, it didn't happen, right? So documentation is everything. So with testing, um, we are, we're recommending the quick pass now, so you can kind of get to work quicker if you have your results in 48 hours. Uh, but we always recommend doing 
a at least a yearly mail-in uh, test. So you have that third-party verification. You'll have a report from us st stating your precise CFU counts. If there's problems, we'll work with you. Um, if there's problems with the quick pass, we'll work with you. But uh, right now, we're, we're recommending the quick pass, but to do both, both the mail-in and the quick pass, and you want to test quarterly. The other thing I'd add to that, and one of the ways I think your audience can kind of come to the office and, and really uh, just kind of add some value is you can pool a sample. So this is kind of a new science. Um, uh, pooling a sample or combining a water sample, and, and I don't know if everybody will be able to see, uh, I'm, I'm going to show some vials here, but um, pooling a sample is the practice of taking a little equal amounts of water from every water line in a specific dental unit. So you can test by the dental unit as opposed to each individual water line, and it just saves a lot of cost. So mm -hmm. you can test a little bit from the air water syringe, a little bit from the handpiece, a little bit from the scaler. Now you've got three equal amounts of water and you're pooling that, right? You're pooling the different samples together and uh, it just saves a bunch of cost. And so it makes testing a little bit more uh, cost effective and, and, we looked at the research of the data, it says false negatives are really unlikely. And so it's really a good method, saves the cost, you can increase your frequency. Uh, and then if you have a failure, you still end up doing the same remediation. So uh, we would still recommend you shock all of those lines with a, a strong disinfectant. So um, yeah, we really like, and, and I think that's a, a great way for practices to, to be able to test. Because when you talk about pooling, the self-contained is on the unit and you're and it's coming from the same source. So whether it's coming out of the cavitron or the handpiece or the air water, that water is coming from the self-contained in that operatory, right? Right. And so so you won't be able to pinpoint, so say you have a fail um, and you pooled the sample. We're not going to be able to pinpoint exactly what line it came from. But right. If it's pulling from that same source, we're going to have shock everything anyway. So if you tested everything individually and one failed and the rest of them passed, still have you shock everything. So I have to tell you a funny story about me and I'll just sidetrack this. When I first started sampling water about six years ago when, it, you know, my office, I realized they weren't doing it six years ago at my previous practice. I bought all these paddles and I bought a paddle for everything that water came out of. And I had all these paddles and I did it, you know, three, four times a year, so on and so forth. And my boss comes to me and says, God, you're testing all these paddles, you know, is it costing this much? And I'm like, everything that has water coming out of it needs to be tested out of a paddle. And he's like, I don't think that's the way it goes. I'm like, yes, it is. He's like, there's one source in this operatory. It's coming from this source. It doesn't matter where I go. I don't know. It, it's that way. <laughs> so I learned. Lesson learned. Well, I didn't Julia, that, that dentist was ahead of his time, really, because, uh, you know, still today, a lot of people say you want to test individual samples. And, and the team at ProEdge did as well for a long time because we were all worried about false negatives. Uh, but finally, we got enough data and we, we compiled it all to, to re to look at whether that was gonna be the case, and it wasn't. So right. um, what we found is actually the average pass count is about 24 colony forming units per milliliter, okay. and the average fail is over 32,000. Oh, okay. So, and again, the, the standard is, <laughs> is 500, 
right? right. So you're either doing really well or really not well in average <laughs> cases. Average. So there's not a, there's not a ton of, um, well, there's only about 3% of samples uh, that we get into our lab that are right around the, the, uh, the range where you could get false negatives. And so, uh, with the cost savings and, um, the, the ability with the cost savings, the ability to go to an increased frequency is, is really the benefit and it far outweighed the potential for any, uh, misdiagnosis of your dental unit water lines. Great. And there are, there are times where, you know, we'll have an office test and they keep failing and they're doing a pooled sample and they just keep failing. And so we'll have them maybe separate each line at that time so we can kind of pinpoint where the issue lies. And we'll find out that the Cavitron was actually just connected to directly to the city water or uh, oh, okay. line can, can cause some problems a, a lot of the time. So there are times when we will have people, you know, if they're continuing to get fails, that's where the consultations really come in handy because we can play CSI kind of and really get to the bottom of where the issue lies. Um, but but it, it's very rare that that happens. Okay, so there's two methods that you recommend, the paddle method. Walk us through the steps of using the paddle method. So take your water sample directly from the air water strand scalar hand pieces, right, into the vial. You put the paddle back in and lay it flat face down for one minute. And that just lets it, the water soak up into the membrane. Take that, uh, take the paddle out, pour out the excess water. And this is all using PPE and proper, um, what do they call that, Kelly? Aseptic technique. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Gloves, she, mask, goggles. Yeah. She's the smart one. I'm just. Uh, don't don't lick it. I'm, don't lick it while you're holding it. Just. Yeah, it's not a. It's not a popsicle. <laughs> um, so anyway, sorry. You pour the water out, put the paddle back in, and let it sit again, face down, uh, away from light, and somewhere it won't be disturbed for 48 hours. And then you can okay. take it out, look at it. If it's a clear fail, you don't need to work. You don't need to wait, right? Nothing's going to change. It's not going to get better at 72 hours or the longer you wait. So you got okay. it. You got your results. You're good to go. Now, if you uh, if you don't have growth or if there's a little bit, but you're not quite sure where it is or it, where it is in the ranges that uh, come with the instructions for use, you might wait till 72 hours just to make sure you're getting a clear picture. Uh, on the instructions for use, there's kind of a, uh, a meter, a scale that right. you use to determine where am I in a range. Uh, you don't have to count a bunch of dots or anything like that. Uh, with the quick pass, you're not really trying to get a precise count. You want to, it's more of a screening, a pass fail. How bad am I? How good am I? That sort of thing. So if you pass, then you just maintain whatever routine you're doing, right? Celebrate. If you fail with the, pa the paddle method, what do you recommend? So regardless, you want to document the, the result. And we recommend mm -hmm. pictures. Even if it's a pass, take a picture, document. We have a, a cool just quick pass log that you can keep documentation. Now, if you have a, a, a fail, we, we say if, you know, if there's more than 20 dots or close to 20, you don't have to, again, you don't have to count every single one, but it's going to show up as red colonies. So it's very easy to, to see. You'll know that you have bacteria in there. So if you have, if that comes up, first thing, do not panic. Um, if you have a closed bubble system, you just want to shock your, shock your lines. And shocking is just cleaning, using a strong chemical to clean the inside of the lines out. And then you want to, re, you want to retest to prove that you took corrective action and then your lines are clean. Okay. So always retest if you get the, you, you said red, red, if it's red. 
Yes, that's the nice thing about QuickPath. So the, the membrane is white, and if there's any bacteria, it'll show up as red colonies. So it's very easy to read. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. There's another paddle out there that's not uh, specific for dentistry. So we made some changes, and and an update, and ours came out again last May. Uh, made it, there's germicidal neutralization. The bacteria will show up as red colonies. So super super easy to read and very very accurate. Great. Okay. So the other method is the vial one, right? Mail-in. Yep. The mail-in. So go through the process of the mail-in. So a uh, really pretty similar process. The difference is you uh, are going to ship it to a lab. So you get an ice pack. You want to freeze this. Usually it takes about three hours to freeze. So when you first get this, I recommend as soon as you get the test kit, just pop it in the freezer, even if you're not going to sample that day, uh, just so it's ready to go for you. And then you got your sample vials, again, using aseptic collection technique. <laughs> um, you can pull that sample, you put it in the sample vial, and then when you, you've got all your samples, you fill out the submission form, making sure, you know, you'll match up the, the number on the vial with uh, the line on the submission form. Put it all in the, the bag. It, uh, for ProEdge, the, the um, shipping label comes included with the price of the kit, so you don't have to purchase anything from UPS or FedEx, which is super convenient right now because they got a bunch of surcharges uh, with everything that's going on. You call FedEx, 1-800-GO-FEDEX. They come to your door and you ship it to us. Gets to our lab, you get a confirmation email saying, hey, we received it. And then uh, it incubates for seven days. Again, we use R2A auger, which is the gold standard recommended by OSAP. And uh, then we email you a report. Um, that has your precise um, colony forming units count, uh, a pass fail grade, and then what we have is a safety level, which is a green, yellow, or red indicator, just so you know uh, what are the next steps we wanna take. So if you're close to that fail mark, you might get a yellow, and that just says, hey, we would recommend that, again, when we talked about the, the kind of average pass count and the average fail count, um, Biofilm development is exponential uh, in its growth. It's not, you know, each day it doesn't grow by 10. It grows by 10 one day, and then it grows by 50, and then it grows by 1,000, and then it grows by 10,000. Um, and so if you're close to that fail mark, we would recommend that you shock within a week, um, and you don't need to retest. Uh, but if you're over that, you get a red. You get a, you, if you're over the 500 standard, you get a red um, bar, and that says... Uh, hey, you want to shock as soon as you can, and then you want to retest to make that that make sure that that shock worked, and you have verifiable proof. Uh, my water lines are safe. Okay, great. Um, so, with both these systems, if you pass, great, you proceed with your normal routine. If you fail, what is the system that you recommend or cleaner disinfectant or process shall I say that you recommend that we take to take care of this so depending on the product that you're using is going to be is really important so there's the the dentip here the sterosol straws that are out right now so and, and regardless of what product you're using I guess to start here you want to shock your line and shocking again is using that stronger chemical that's not ingestible um, to clean those in, the inside of the lines out um, but with the Stericil, Dentapur, uh, Hufried, any of the straws out there, they have to be removed prior to shocking um, with the products that we recommend 
just because we see we see data, we know what is effective and what isn't as 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 much. So if you're using a tablet, you don't need to use, you know you can just shock through that regular straw. Um, if you're using a straw product, you want to take off the straw and you can call us. We give uh, complimentary dummy straws or shock straws. They're just empty take up tubes that you can. Yep, Kelly just got a picture or has one there. Just take off your straw, twist the dummy straw on, and then you can shock with it. Um, we recommend a diluted bleach solution to shock with. Um, however, it's very important that you that you are careful. It's it's bleach, so it can be corrosive. So it's very important that you properly dilute it, and you only want to leave it in your lines for 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, we have a we have a really cool protocol. We have a YouTube video on how to do that with the diluted bleach. Great. Also, okay. And we also like a product made by Crosstex. It's called Liquid Ultra. Um, not our product. It, I don't work for them. It's, not, it's nothing like that. It's just, we just we see what works. Peroxide-based shock. Um, it's two bottles of a pink solution that you mix together and you leave it in your lines overnight. Uh, you do have to do that for three nights in a row, um, but it is very effective at removing biofilm uh, as, as well as the diluted bleach works really well but again with both you want to be, be careful uh the, the stuff can can stain your clothes can stain the floor and bleach we know diluted even if it's diluted it's still bleach so you want to be careful and do it properly yeah so yeah definitely just make sure you follow those instructions different practices have different feelings about diluted bleach and different dental unit manufacturers um have different feelings about diluted bleach. So you want to you want to talk to your dental unit manufacturer. We know which uh, dental units recommend bleach, so you can always reach out to us and we can help you out with that. But um, if you aren't comfortable with diluted bleach, yeah, we recommend that Crossex Liquid Ultra product. And your video was on YouTube under the ProEdge Dental Water Labs account under YouTube. Yep. So YouTube's a great resource, awesome resource for. I'm a hands-on. I like to watch a video. So, you know, pause and play and do as I say type thing it works for me. So that definitely would, would do that. Um, let's see, what is the role of the dental team member for their water lines? What, what is the role? Like, uh, should you dedicate someone to do this? Everybody uh, shouldn't have all their hands. Remember too, too many- Do you get a title? Do you get a title? <laughs> I think it's what Julie wants to know. A dental Great. water line coordinator. Um, <laughs> you know, that's so important. That is a, that is and an it, awesome question. Because so, everybody can't do everything, right? So we all yeah. have certain roles. And if you have an infection control coordinator, which, you know, that's me in my office, maybe I can't remember to do the water lines and empty the autoclaves and, and clean all this. So maybe I can funnel some of the crazy responsibilities to yes. somebody else. Yeah, so assigning a, like a safe water advocate or really a safe water advocate because we will work with that person to make them an expert. And, and offices that do that, that do assign that, that uh, job to someone, that empower them with that job, they tend to get better results because that person really takes that job on as their baby and they um, are you know, they, they're responsible for it and they work hard to make sure um, that they get you know, passing results. They'll, they'll call me if they, find, if they run into obstacles, we can, we can overcome those obstacles prior to testing. So then they get really good results when they do test. So I think that is, that is critical to assign someone that job and empower them with it. Yeah. With the crown of waterline expert or waterline advocate, whatever it is, that is, that is a great point And it is really critical in offices that do that get really good results. Um, so with the water lines, what do you recommend for 
It's the weekend. It's Monday. What do we need to do with our water lines? It's the end of the day. What do we need to do? What do we need to do weekly, monthly, quarterly that will maintain our safety of these lines? So with every product, uh, like Kelly mentioned, they come with instructions for use. A lot right. of times, what do we do? We kind of just toss them. They're, they're confusing or we just, are, they're, hard to, they're hard to understand. So each product is gonna is gonna be a little bit different. If you're using now, this is when the, the world is normal. So um, when we go back to den, you know, when dentistry is normal and we're not in this you know extended shutdown period or just seeing emergencies, but when the world is normal, we want you to to definitely follow the instructions for use per product. Um, if you have questions on that, you can always call me. We'll walk you through it and make sure that you understand those products because it is very important to follow the instructions. You know, even with the, the straws, they kind of tell you, you know, turn, twist this on, you're good for a year. And it's just, it's just not the case. And even the instructions for use will say that. So um, if you're, we'll kind of break it down, but if you're using a tablet, you want to keep those weekly, you know, over the weekend, keep that water in the lines. Uh, it's, an, it's a low level antimicrobial that's designed to be continuously present in those water lines. And it will actively kill bacteria while you're gone. Um, the same thing with the straw. Now the Dentapur straw does say to empty the water out of the bottle. At the end of the day, put the bottle back on, um, but uh, keep the water in the lines. Uh, with the Stericil straw, they say to, to top the water off, but everything that you wanna keep the water in the lines because it does have that low level antimicrobial that will kill the bacteria, the low levels of bacteria while you're gone. Um, when you come in the next morning, you wanna run your lines uh, for a few minutes, get them flowing. And then of course, keep your line, you know, in between patients, flush for a good 20 to 30 seconds. And, and just try to keep your lines flowing as much as possible throughout the day. Um, over the weekend with the tablets, keep the water in there. We, we recommend doing that. Same thing with the, the, the straws. Again, the Dantapur says to remove it. So you wanna remove the, not the water from the lines, but from water from the bottle. Uh, Stericil says to leave it in. Um, but yeah, for the most part, when life is normal, when we're back to seeing patients on a normal, regular basis, you want to keep that water in there. You don't need to purge. Um, if you're going to be gone for an extended period of time, that's going to be something different. But on a regular, normal, everyday basis, you want to keep the water in there and just, just flush as often as possible. So then monthly, what would you do monthly? So some offices choose, and, and depending on what product you're using. So if you're using this, like a, the Citrusil Shock tab, tablet says to shock monthly. Um, we recommend, you know, at least shocking once a quarter. Uh, cleaning your bottles is, is a really important thing. So even like water bottles, if you know, you set on your nightstand or whatnot, they can get a bite from, they can get it pretty quickly. So it's important to clean those bottles out. Uh, they can get, you know, even like around the rim of it can kind of, kind of gross. You want to really clean those bottles out. Um, you can use a diluted bleach solution to clean your bottles. You want to just make sure you rinse them really, really well. Um, and then so that at least monthly, maybe even more often than monthly clean your bottles. Uh, but definitely quarterly, you want to shock your lines. That's, that's really important, no matter what product that you're using. And so just in, in general, for most practices, we recommend a three-step protocol. And that is shock, treat continuously with a tablet or straw, and test. And so the, the shocking and the testing are quarterly, and the treating is every day using a tablet or a straw. So just in general, where do you start those three steps? You shock quarterly, you treat every day, and then you test quarterly. Great, awesome. That, I mean, that's good information to know because a lot of times we're just kind of thrown into it. 
And you're right, a lot of us don't read the IFUs. We get them like, oh yeah, yeah, I've used this product. And then you look and you're like, oh God, I'm supposed to do this, this and this? Oh, I just wonder why it's not working completely. Trust me, I'm one of those people. And now I've learned how to read labels and how to use this and how to use that and what it does and doesn't do. Well, um, so it's good. And, and it's often not, I, I would say, it's, it's really on the responsibility, I think, of the, the manufacturers and uh, the sales reps. The manufacturers, we, especially with medical devices, man, do we struggle to create instructions for use that is in plain English and uh, understandable. Right. Uh, so from all of us manufacturers, I'm sorry. Uh, some, of that, <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> some of that is out of our control because we there's you know lots of regulations and stuff yeah. like that. But um, that's one of the things that we try and do at ProEdge is how do, we, how do we make this in simple English, make it plain, make it simple, make it easy. Uh, so for that protocol, you can go to ProEdgeDental.com slash three, uh, three steps. Mm -hmm. um, and, and download that and you can see it's pretty simple. But the other thing is this, you know, a lot of, you know, sales reps will come in and say, Hey, just twist this on or just drop this tablet and then you're good. And so, yeah. you know, I think dental assistants reasonably so are saying, Oh, well, that's what I've got to do. Um, but yeah, the instructions for use then say, well, you want to take your bottle off. Tonight, you want to clean it. Yeah. You do this. All yeah, we also need stuff. to know the science and, and the why behind it. Like, you need to put this tablet in here because, and this is what it does. And when you have someone just explain it to you instead of reading that 800-page pamphlet just to find out that, it's, you know, it's yeah. good to make videos or have things where we can say, oh, let me just watch it or listen to, or even have the salesperson like yourself, Kelly T, come in and show us all these steps. That's important to us, you know? I have a quick question. Jules, since you were talking about this, just for the assistants that are watching or listening, um, what can happen to a person if they go to the dentist and the water lines are not clean? What physically happens to the patient if that dental practice drops the ball and has dirty water? What are the, some of the effects or yeah. things that can happen? So what is the downside to not treating my water? I, you know, just in case a patient asks about our protocol. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, again, being a nurse, I never thought of dental unit water lines as being uh, in an, something to worry about as a, in the realm of infection control. But man, I have definitely learned uh, otherwise. And, and there's so many, so waterborne infections or waterborne bacteria like Legionella, uh, Pseudomonas, Mycobacterium abscessus. Uh, not too long ago, um, a, a dentist in New Jersey, just a few months back, he uh, 15 of his patients got endocarditis from using um, not, from not using sterile water for surgical procedures and other uh, you know infection control breaches. But with waterline contaminations, over 200 kids got sick in in Anaheim. Um, several got sick in, in Atlanta, and it happens. We we get calls every day with with single cases here of Mycobacterium or dentists die of Legionnaires disease. Uh, we had a prison call, and uh, they they linked back a pseudomonas case to they pop. They think it was from the the dental unit water lines. Not one hundred percent sure on that one, but it's happening all the time. You know, whether it's the dental the dental pros themselves or your patients. Um, you know, a, a seven year old went in for a routine pulpotomy and ended up having to get part of her jaw removed, several permanent teeth. Uh, find to find out it was you know from dental unit water line contamination. So it's something that's super, super serious and often gets overlooked. So yeah, that's, that's the reason I like, I like to put a picture of the why and this, this 
little these little kids get sick or people with you know compromised immune systems have have it worse but you may even not like the 15 that got endocarditis in, in New Jersey were all healthy people and because of not using sterile water for surgery they they got the endocarditis so really really scary the what i would add to that Rhonda is um, and it's a great question you know we we eat consume bacteria all the time right so there's lots of non-harmful bacteria so if right. you get a test result or you take the quick pass test and you got a bunch of red bacteria doesn't necessarily mean that the bacteria in those lines is going to be legionella pseudomonas or mycobacterium abscessus you can have lots and lots of bacteria that is harmless in and of itself however the reason why uh this the cdc says hey you want to get that bacteria out of there is because that bacteria that creates a biofilm and that biofilm is what the mycobacterium abscessus, mm -hmm. the uh, pseudomonas and the legionella attach to and thrive in, right? They come down right. the line and, you know, it just kind of, it's somewhat random in terms of where it is and right. when it is and that sort of thing. And so it comes down the line, grabs onto the established biofilm of all that harmless bacteria. And now it's got a great city to take over and colonize and, and do really well in and thrive in it. So that's, so I, I don't want to paint the picture that there's always pseudom, if you have a passing right. or a failing result, you've got pseudomonas, legionella, or mycobacterium abscessus in your lines. That's uh, in most cases, not the, not, not the case, but you've got the environment that those pathogenic bacteria can thrive in. And so right. you want to get them out. Okay, perfect answer. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's about the why guys, you know, I mean, Jules, you're just talking about IFUs. Like, it's the whole idea. Like, we have to think of the worst case scenario if we drop the ball. So, mm -hmm. if you get your new title as, hang on, I wrote it down, <laughs> safe water advocate, um, it's your responsibility to make sure that you know you you do the steps that are that are outlined. There's a reason. There's science that backs it up, and and you know, out of sight, out of mind does not work. And 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 like we started with at the beginning of this is is things are changing rapidly especially when it comes to infection control because mm -hmm. of current events yeah so now is the time to make sure that you have your t's crossed and your i's dotted and come back in the office when everything is full speed ahead with the right systems and the knowledge right, right. to do it the right way yeah so what reports kelly t do you in documentation for testing, should we be keeping on file? Like I do logs for, you know, our biological for our autoclaves and, and stuff like that. So for the water testing, what do you recommend as in documentation so that you can keep track where you're at, where you need to be? So yeah, so similar. So we have the quick pass log. Um, we recommend, you know, definitely keep, keep that log. If you're gonna do that quick pass, the in-office test, take pictures. It's always good to take pictures you know, label the, the little plastic case with which operatory it came from, take pictures, upload it, print it, keep them. Um, with the mail-in kit, you're gonna get a report from us. And, and also just keep that log, you know, keep a waterline section in your, in your OSHA book or what, whatever you have. You just wanna make sure that you keep that documentation and you wanna keep it for five to seven years. It's super, super important to keep those, those, those uh, documents. Okay, um, let's see. How is COVID-19 playing a role in our dental water lines? How do you think it's affecting the, will it affect the dental water lines? 
so get, like I was saying, I get calls and I've been getting calls from, from new customers or people that, that they're terrified because they're watching the news and it's panic, right? And it's, ah, and you know, and dental offices are shut down and whatnot. And so people are asking, can dental, can COVID-19 grow in my dental unit water lines or can it grow in my, in my right. water bottles? And the answer is, is, is no, it's very unlikely. Uh, the problem is, is that with the offices being shut down or water or just seeing you know emergencies the, the water is going to sit more stagnant than than and ever so in it and even in the busiest practices when life is normal water sits stagnant a lot of the times anyway so with this increasing stagnation this is what's creating the increase in in biofilm and that's where the problem lies so like kelly said not saying that it is that you do have legionnaires Legionella or Pseudomonas or Mycobacterium abscesses, but that perfect environment is there. And so that increased stagnation, you're just gonna, it, it's like a pond, really. It's just, I guess, mm -hmm. I'm just sitting at room temperature for an extended period of time. Um, even if offices have purged their lines and there's no water in there, there's no way to get them 100% dry. So there's always gonna be moisture in there. And where there's moisture, there's bacteria. So super important that this, that, you know, reopen our offices that you shock First, you want to use a strong chemical that's going to clean those lines out before you start to see patients. And you want to test to make sure that that shock was effective uh, because those lines are sitting, are sitting extra stagnant or maybe water is still in there and you want to get rid of all that, that old water, you know, purge everything really good and then shock and test. Okay. And when you, when we open up in the morning, you know, I raise my chair how, what is the time frame you say to run your hand pieces right when you start in the morning, but also in between each patient? And how should you, as my boss, which I love, sometimes has a tendency to do it on the floor. And I'm like, put that over the sink. <laughs> you know, like, so it's on the floor, you know, the water's on the floor. So we're going to have better practices with our hand pieces when we get back and make sure he does it over the sink. So, you know, it can go down the drain and whatnot and on the floor, or he just wings, you know, out in the air now with all the aerosols. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, so you want to... Slipping all over. No, yeah, I wouldn't recommend, you know, do, you know, flushing onto the floor. That's probably not a good idea. No. Um, so, so CDC doesn't say to flush for two to three minutes anymore. They used to. But we um, think it's best practices. When you get, in the, in the, get there in the morning, Flush for two to three minutes per line. You want to, you know, and I know that's kind of time consuming, but it's important that line those mm -hmm. water sitting in there. So definitely over a sink if it's if it's convenient, or right. a cup or a bucket, something where you can then dump it into a sink. Right. And also in between patients, you want to flush in for twenty to thirty seconds in between patients. Okay, that's good to know. Also, not often we, you know, we're in a hurry. And you know, we yeah. disinfect the room and go to sterilization, dump everything, come back to set up and you know, set everything up, but we don't think about flushing flushing, it, flushing the line out after, you know, before we remove that hand piece, the dirty hand piece, you know, out and then remove it and then disinfect. Yes. So that's a good protocol to have that before you remove the hand piece from the line, flush it out a couple of minutes and then yes. take it to the sterilization area. Yeah, for sure. All right, monitoring and testing protocols we talked about, but do you just want to do a sweet overview of the monitoring and testing protocols? So um, I, again, just refer to that, what we call the proven protocol, the three steps of safe water. And again, that's a downloadable thing free. You can go to proedgedental.com slash three steps. 
uh, three as in the number three. Okay. Uh, uh, and so you want to shock quarterly, treat continuously, tablet or straw, and then you want to test quarterly. So OSAP recommends that you test monthly, and then once you have consecutive results, you uh, can move to quarterly at, at a minimum. Um, they say even if you're, you know, some treatment products or sales reps will say you don't have to do that, or um, they recommend even when that happens, you still test quarterly at a minimum. Um, and then there's several, you know, obviously our recommendation is quarterly. Um, we've had that for a long time. ADEC recommends quarterly testing, and they're, you know, they're kind of like the, the Cadillac of dental units. And so they've, they've had that protocol, similar, very similar three-step protocol as we've had for about nine years or so. Um, so it's, it's well established. Okay, so now a question about the tabs. There's tons of different tabs out there. When should you put the tab in? How often and how long should you let it sit so you don't suck it up into the straw? Which has happened and it's clogged the line and it's not fun. <clears throat> so every tab has its protocol, but say you put a tab in the morning, you fill up your water and it's half down. Do you add another tab by adding more water? Cause the tab only is for so much water, right? So what right. is the protocol for say a common tab that you use that we are not kind of doing it correctly? We're not letting it dissolve correctly, disperse, you know, all the particles into the water fluently. So what sure. is the protocol? Been there, done that, all of that. So. Right. <laughs> so with any of the tabs, it's yeah. going to take about one to three minutes for it to completely dissolve. Okay. Uh, it'll effervesce. Uh, and then it'll, it should, it should be fine. So one to three minutes is, is what we see. Now, um, if you have a half, you know, a half bottle of water and you want to fill up the rest with water, you don't want to add another tablet because your, your concentration is going to be too strong. Uh, what okay. we recommend is maybe having a gallon ready to go. You can have a diluted, you can put two of the two liter size tablets into a gallon and then you can just top off your bottles as needed. Perfect. Um, with blue tab, it stays active and working for 28 days. So that gallon will be good for 28 days. Just date, you know, date the date that you, you put the, the tablets in there. And then I'm sure you, you may use it quicker than that. But that way you have the proper concentration when you're filling up your bottles. Uh, but yes, definitely want to make sure that that tablet is dissolved. And that is a good way. I think if you're using it in a gallon, you know that that, that tablet is going to be dissolved already. You won't have the problem with it, you know, getting sucked up into your lines. Um, okay. I haven't heard of that, but that's, that's a good point. Uh, definitely want the tablet to, to dissolve. And if you're in a hurry, you know, you might have to just put it in there because, you know, you're seeing a, seeing a patient. And so have that gallon ready and you can just kind of pour, pour throughout. And, and we buy distilled water in the gallon. So that's a good observation to start doing for my practice alone is, is when I get those, each, each room gets a gallon. So mm -hmm. I can just dump the four tabs in there and label it off one, two, three, four. And then the girls know which optories there's anyways, and they can just grab the water and, and dump it into their self-contained units. So they're not worried about the tab inside the container. It's already dissolved yeah. in the gallon. Now, yeah, repeat guys, idea. how many tablets per gallon? Two, right? Two. Two of the two liter size tablets. Now, if you're using the 0.7, it's five, um, five to six. It kind of, you can, okay. yeah, it's in between. <laughs> Okay, great. And then the last question was updates on water safety products. Are there any updates that we should know about or, 
you know, products that are coming out that will make our job easier or just any updates on the water products? Absolutely. These are great <laughs> questions. Um, yeah. So we, we would say that the quick pass, which is, uh, uh, hasn't reached its first birthday yet. Um, okay. uh, we've made several improvements to make it just a much more uh, reliable and um, easy to use product. So uh, quick pass, 48 hour results, has germicidal neutralization within the paddle. Again, long story short, just makes it much more reliable. Uh, the red on white background makes it really easy to use. There, again, Kelly said there's another paddle out there. It's red. Um, That's the one I used previous to September. And then I found your guys's last year at the OSAP meeting, boot camp, which I highly recommend everybody attend. And look, um, we, and then you, in September, I started, well, August, September, started using your guys's when we, we were up for renewal or not renewal, monitoring. Sure. for the water. I was like, oh, I saw this. Let me pull out my OSAP stuff. There's a and blue paddle somewhere. Let me find it. <laughs> and it, it was a great idea, right? Ours looks very similar. Um, yes. And so. Um, but the other one I do have to say was a little bit more difficult to read. And I always struggled with reading it. And so I do prefer the blue one now. And I really like the blue one. And I think people should go buy the blue one because it's dental related. <laughs> so, Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Julie. It's, it's specific for dentistry, so it is helpful yes. and, and more accurate, yeah. And uh, yeah, again, we just we just wanted to make it easier because we were using the red paddle once in a while to do side-by-side -side testing and that sort of thing, and, and we struggled with it as well. So we knew dental practices were a lot of uh, industry experts were reaching out to us saying, hey, we got we to gotta figure out some or in-office test that works better than this thing. So uh, we took that mission on and, and did that. Uh, we do have... A couple of other exciting announcements that we're not quite ready to go public with, but um, I'll just say uh, we're working on a number of innovations to one, make um, straw technology more uh, powerful. And um, we're also make, working on making laboratory tests much faster. Great. So you can There's get results. Thing, in, in, the straw in, is, you know, the straw, you know, doctors sometimes are apt <clears throat> because they're expensive but it, if you think about it if you use them properly they should last you the whole year and they cut your cost down on the tabs and time because you put the straw in and that's and, and then you just keep filling with water right so uh, we like straws um, we think they're really good they're they're very similar to tablets in that they're low level antimicrobials and they're they're really effective continuous treatments, right? That's step two of the, of the three-step protocol. Mm -hmm. um, the straws last for 240 liters. So okay, if that's you, good to know. They say 240 liters or one year. And what that means is marketing people like me uh, <laughs> say, well, what does the average dental office use in liters? Okay, if it's average somewhere around 240 liters, then, then we'll say it's the last one year. But that is an important thing to know. If you're not taking water records of how much water usage you're using, um, that's part of the reason why testing is important because the straws can you know, go eight months, if you're in a busy office, and now you're thinking you're good for four more months, uh, but in reality, that straw has been depleted and it doesn't have any active, really any active ingredient in it anymore. So you want to be testing to make sure uh, if you're not taking water, your water usage records. Um, the other thing we would like me, 
I um, will say one year because it's easiest for me to remember, but to tell me 240 liters, I'm getting out my book saying how many liters are in a gallon? How many gallons have right. I used? Right. And yeah. then I got this whole spreadsheet going on and my head's spinning and, and it's horns are coming out. So yes. it's a little not, it's, it's kind of like, we need we more it. like, yeah, it's totally gonna fire, it. we'll pull it. And you're like me, I would do the same thing. And I, I think everybody else out everybody there. Everybody does. <laughs> the value of the straw is it's, it's really convenient. Um, right. And so we love that and think it's, it's a great opportunity um, for practices who are getting, you know, if, if the tablets are becoming a challenge, then, then the straw is a great option. Um, the other thing we would just say is that uh, you'll see this in our three-step protocol, but whether you're using a tablet or a straw, it's a long time for dental unit water lines to stay CDC compliant to go a full year without shocking in between. So that's why we, we provide these uh, complimentary dummy straws so that you can take the straw off, shock through this, and then put your straw back on. Mm -hmm. um, but all of that said, uh, it really doesn't matter if, if you can, if, if you somehow magically could get a straw to work for two years, and you're testing quarterly and getting great results, awesome. That straw is, is still working and still doing the job and that's fantastic. So, and you may not need to shop. So that's why we rec if you're testing, you know whether, you know what protocol you need to use. You know how to develop an effective protocol because you're seeing, okay, this, my straw in my offices is working six months. And so I need to shop twice a year. Or uh, my tablets can go two months without shocking and then they start failing. Uh, so I'm gonna shock every two months. Some practices just wanna go above board. Absolutely, they don't ever wanna have a failing result. And so they shock monthly and they use a straw or a tablet and they get unbelievable results. Um, so if you, that, that three-step protocol, if you're following that, you're gonna get 95% passing results. Uh, if you're shocking quarterly, treating with a tablet or a straw and then, um, testing quarterly. You're going to get great results because you're getting that feedback. You're using an effective protocol uh, and you're, you're not taking this low level antimicrobial, a tablet or straw, right? It's got to be safe for your patients. Mm -hmm. I mean, imagine sh cleaning your shower once a year, right? That's going to get, or, or your teeth, right? right. I'll film on the teeth. Well, worried about now we're working on it because you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we have people that want their teeth cleaned. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, if it's, it's almost like saying, Hey, if, if you brush your teeth every day with a tablet or a straw, you don't ever have to go see the dentist and get a, the, get a cleaning. And we know that's not true either. Right. Same and same is happening inside the water lines. You need a routine, high, powerful disinfectant to clean those lines. And then this maintains it longer. So this is the brushing every day. The straw on the tablet is the brushing every day. And the shock product is going in and getting a, a cleaning and a, an ins uh, uh, you know, look at from, from the dental professionals. And it's all putting these protocols into place, systems and having like a routine yeah. for maintenance. Like you do your teeth, we have a routine for maintenance for our equipment, for our autoclaves, for now for our water lines. Yeah. So, so um, with that safe water advocate that we were talking about, if you can, you know, if they can learn their instructions for use for the product that you guys are using and would be happy right. to talk them through it and help them through it. Because even with the, with the straws, um, 
they, they require maintenance. I mean, waterline maintenance is called maintenance for a reason. I wish there was something that you could just kind of twist on and be one and done. And there's just not. Uh, their each straw has got a little bit, you know, they have different instructions. So it's really important to know, like if the test of the total dissolved solids, you have to test an iodine output in one. And so it's important to follow the instructions and that will enhance the life of the, of the straw. But yes, shocking is, is key no matter what. Um, and rarely do we see them go one a full year. Uh, it's in, and who's going to keep track of water, right? I would never, I would never like, oh yeah, that's okay. We're down to three liter you know you just you just don't so it's easier just to test to make sure that you're you're where you're at and see where if you need a shock and how often and real quick julie just to get a little bit more nerdy about all this <laughs> uh, every waterline environment is unique so every source water is unique the tap water in each municipality is unique and so the straws and the tablets can react differently depending on the what's in those what's in your source water if you're using distilled water the different products react differently mm -hmm, right uh, so all of those things can contribute to the life span of a, a of a product's effectiveness and so again it just speaks to uh one we're here for you kelly t and her team are always available to do consultations we're fanatical about understanding and knowing the different products and looking at our our data to say when do these products work the best in what situations how uh, we're not trying to change you all onto uh, uh, our products or anything like that. We know all the products, how they work well, and so we can get you great results with the products that you use. Uh, it just might take a little bit of training in terms of going through those instructions for use and then also thinking, you know, might, might be looking at, okay, we, do we change our source water or is there a better source water within our office? Sometimes, sometimes you fill a tap water from one sink uh, and you're getting really bad results and you're filling another bottle from another sink and you're getting great results because there's a source water issue. So there's a, a number of things that contribute to this. It's not as simple as, uh, well, we bought the, the thing, we bought the treatment and now we're good. So you, you want to be tested and that's why you want to have somebody like Kelly T that you can always rely on. Awesome. So now we have a bunch of questions that have popped up. So let's go through our questions. Um, one person wanted to know, is shocking different than water tablets or straws and how often should we shock? Yes, so, so shocking is definitely different. So shocking is using something that's uh, a strong chemical. So the daily tablets, the straws, those are low level antimicrobials that we can spray in our patient's mouth, safe to ingest. Shocking is something that is not. So it's using a diluted bleach solution that we don't wanna use on our patients, right? or the, uh, the liquid ultra or any of the shock products that are on the market, they're not made to be in, ingested. You have to, they're separate. So there's a shock, pro, there's shock products and then there's the daily tablets or straws or, that are designed to be continuously present. So yes, there is a difference um, between the two, but both are very important. Shocking, however, is definitely, definitely key. And how often should they shock? Um, so you wanna shock if you're, so you wanna shock at least every 90 days. And you want to talk if you're switching from one product to another. So even if you're, you know, changing from just one tablet to another tablet, although tablets are very similar, there's still some differences in ingredients. So if you're changing product, you want to shock. Uh, and then if you have a fail, if you, if you want to, you want to shock, of course, and then test to prove that it was effective. So minimum of every 90 days, uh, you want to make sure that you are uh, shocking if you're switching from tablet to straw or tablet to tablet or straw to tablet in between products. And, uh, and then of course, if you have a fail. Okay, next question. Our water lines were not purged before we left. 
The water has just been sitting there for over a month. Will shocking everything just once be enough? That's a great question and it's hard to know without testing. I would definitely, when you get there, I would purge everything. Uh, get all that, that old water out. There's nothing you can do now. I'm great. You can't go back and, and take and change time, but I would just get, when you get there, purge everything and I would shock with something that's going to be really effective. So I would do three nights with the liquid ultra. Honestly, I think that that's probably going to be your best bet. Um, it's, it's, it's the pink stuff that I was talking about made by Crostex. It used to be called Sterilex. So your supply company may have it still under Sterilex liquid ultra. Uh, and I would do three consecutive nights shocking with that. I think that's going to get you the best results. Uh, and I think you'll get your passing results after that. Okay, great. All right, next one. Tablets in first or water in first? Uh, I don't think it matters too much. You just want to make sure, maybe put the water, you know, that way you're not um, going to be sucking. It might get stuck to the bottom if you don't. So put the water in. Or maybe halfway through. I don't. I don't uh, think it matters too too much. You definitely okay. want to make sure that it is dissolved, and it takes about one to three minutes to completely dissolve. Okay, so one to three minutes dissolving the tablet. So just kind of wait before we put back to the straw. Okay. Yes. What brand of straws do you recommend? So um, the. So there's, there's basically two, there's a few brands out there, but there's basically two. There's a silver-based straw where the active ingredient is silver, and there's an iodine-based straw where the active ingredient is iodine. And so that, those are really your choices. There's a few different brands in there, but those are really the choices. Uh, the silver-based straws tend to be a little bit more sensitive to the source water. Source and so um, there's definitely just some some need to go to distilled water. Uh, they have a municipal straw. Um, again, tends to just be a bit more sensitive. Uh, so the iodine, uh, we like a little bit better. Okay, great. Last question. Our office uses distilled water from a five gallon, just that it sits in a water crock for dispensing. Should we be doing Anything to that water that sits in the crock other than adding our tablet to one or two liter bottles. So, so, they must, so they must take the water and dump it into a crock and then you pour it or something into the dispenser? Is it an in-office distiller or is it commercially bought distilled water? It sounds like it's an in-office distiller. It's, okay, yeah. so in-office distillers tend to have a high count of bacteria. Uh, great for autoclaves, not so good for water bottles. So um, I would test it just stay right from the, the crock or whatever you're, you're keeping it in. Um, and, and also that can get bacteria very quickly, the dispenser. So if you're having a five gallon, like, like the big bubblers that sometimes people have in waiting rooms or whatnot, those have a high count of bacteria because they can biofilm can get in the dispenser. So if you do use a distilled water or a bottled water, we recommend getting it uh, by the gallon um, instead of by the five gallon. Uh, but it, you definitely want to test it. If you're using any kind of in-office filtration system uh, to use for your water bottles, test that source water because it can often be times be the source of the problem. Uh, they're made to remove total dissolved solids, not bacteria. Uh, we've learned this kind of the hard way in testing because you know when you think of fil filter, for me anyway, I thought of filtered water, I thought hey that's better. And actually it uh, has a high count of bacteria a lot of the times. They pass about 15% of the time. 
Um, and they usually have pretty high counts of bacteria. So, All right. So the person that answered that question or asked that question, Kim, she said it, it's purchased water and a five gallon jug sits on a jug. Got it. So one of the, like the dispense, so I would see, I would test it. I would test it straight from there to see how it, it's coming out. Um, chances are pretty good that you, that it may fail. I would go to buying it by the gallon and um, you can even buy a, like a spring water or an artesian water if you don't want to do distilled. That, that's probably fine. That what she's using is probably fine for the autoclave. But again, I would test it to make sure that the, the bacteria count is okay. A lot of the times, like I said, that can be the source of the problem. It has a high count of bacteria a lot of the times. So okay. I switch to getting it by the gallon. Great. Um, one person asked, if you have a patient with iodine allergies, is the straw with iodine an issue? Great question. And, and so the answer is, is, is no. So it's not, it's not, it's a uh, iodine and resonant and it doesn't have some sort of protein. Kelly, do you know the exact? Yeah, so the, the patient is actually uh, allergic to a protein that attaches to a certain kind of iodine. And so, um, I don't, I, again, I'm not uh, nerdy enough totally to answer this, <laughs> but the long and the short of it is no. Um, what they're allergic to is actually not in the iodine straws. Okay, great to know. So it's not, so if you have somebody with allergies, it's okay to use the iodine straw. Correct. Yes, and yeah. The iodine is perfectly safe for, for human consumption. And also, um, there's also, a, people say that there's a challenge with the iodine-based straws and amalgams. Uh, mm -hmm. it, that also is not the case. The, the amount of iodine is so much smaller than uh, what would be an issue for your amalgam separator. So the iodine-based straws are great products, uh, approved. Uh, by the FDA and EPA, you're, you're, you're totally fine. Great. Awesome. Last question so far. Are ADEC ICX tablets in water maintenance guidelines say to only shock if a test comes back failed? Should we follow their guidelines or shock quarterly? So ADEC, uh, the daily tablet, that's, a, that's, a, that's not a shock tablet. So that's a, a daily tablet that you put in every day. Great product. Um, they, they definitely recommend shocking as well. So uh, ICX is a really good product. You want to make sure that you're using it every time you fill up your bottle, uh, but shocking is, is absolutely needed. Uh, ADEC doesn't like diluted bleach. So if you're using the ICX product, I, they, I would recommend. I recommend a product. Yeah. yeah. Usually ADEC will say, I'll only use our whatever, and then you might avoid yeah. your warranty or you know, whatever. Um, they used to be okay with diluted bleach, but rec it recently changed. Now they say you can wash, you can clean the water bottles out with diluted bleach, but they don't want you to run the diluted bleach through your lines. Uh, they don't have a shock product, but they do recommend Liquid Ultra by Crosstex as well, or any EPA uh, approved product. Okay, and you recommend again, how many, what is the protocol for shocking once a month? Quarterly. Quarterly. So, and I would say to, to Haley here, um, uh, again, we, we recommend as a basis and, and ADEC has a very similar protocol that you shock quarterly at kind of a minimum if you can, and then use testing to determine if you can go longer. Um, so if you're testing quarterly, Haley, and you're not shocking and you're testing quarterly and you're getting passing results, awesome. Um, we just find that quarterly is kind of that sweet spot in terms of when practices will perform really well on their tests consistently. Great. Thanks, Haley. Great question. Mm -hmm. 
Any other questions we have for our experts on waterline? Oh, Rhonda. I have one. Okay, so um, I know that there's a liquid as well. Okay, you guys talked about straws and tablets. Let's go over the liquid in case there's any attendees that use the liquid. So we like tablets and straws. <laughs> <laughs> but there are the assistants that are using the liquid, right? I mean, that's still acceptable. So I'm my my answer is just is also a kind of a double sided hint there like um, we again we uh, we look at the, the data of what performs really well and tablets and straws uh, paired with a shock a regular shock perform really well if you just use a tablet or a straw or a daily liquid well if you just use a tablet or straw you get mediocre results if you just use a shock product you get uh, even more mediocre results and if you just if you use a drop product you get really uh not great results so, so this would be a great opportunity for a dental assistant i'm, I'm to, sorry hundreds no, of no, thousands this, that have yeah. come in um mm -hmm. we, we would recommend that you look at a tablet or a straw if, if uh if you're not getting good results now if you're testing and you're again you're getting great results awesome uh, every product works and every product can fail um some fail more often than others and so that's where our recommendations come from uh, because we want you to have really consistently safe water and we want you to have really efficient testing um so that's that's where that recommendation comes from okay, okay. so it's a great opportunity to change your guys's protocols if you go back and you say hey doc i watch this amazing webinar with these rock stars <laughs> and uh and they said you know what if we if we had to do gold standard we need to switch up from the liquid drops. And if, if people want to take a deeper dive at that and look at some of the data, you can go to our website, um, proedgedental.com. On our blog, there's a, a blog called products. It's called, I think something like product selection guide. And it basically shows you that data, ch uh, puts out the different product types, talks a little bit about the average cost. Um, hopefully it's a helpful, um, resource for you as you're looking if you're if you're looking to switch your product and, and again kind of gives some of the framework for our recommendations all right and then we also had a question um from donna if your office has a filter system can the straws still be used so like a centralized system that that kind of feeds all of your units is that what we're talking about or really like a water filtering system right so if you have a centralized system that's kind of like, uh, you know, going directly to your unit. So there's like a Vista system or the sterosol system goes all the, that goes to, that feeds each unit. Uh, you would need to have a bottle on your on your unit to be able to use any kind of uh, whether a tablet or a straw. Uh, so if you're using, you know, if you're using an office filtration system, again, test it to make sure that it's OK. But yeah, you can fill your bottle up up there and then you can have strong i would just make sure that it's a good quality from a bacteria standpoint okay so in our lab when we want to test when we want to grow great bacteria mm -hmm. we don't grab our toilet water we grab our brita filter water okay. so these filter systems that are made to purify water and make the water taste good remove minerals and that sort of thing they're great for that uh, but they they actually a lot of the filters and stuff are carbon-based which is food for bacteria and so it actually they actually become incubators yeah. for bacteria growth. And then when you fill your water bottles or your, you fill your lines with that, 
you're overwhelming the system with bacteria and basically making it impossible for even a shock, a regular shock product to work, uh, and, and certainly the low-level antimicrobials. So you want to test those systems. You want to test your source water and make sure that you're, uh, it's part of the solution and not part of the problem. Great. Is it overkill to use distilled water from the gallons into a water bottle with a daily tab and a straw changed four times a quarter? So you don't, yeah, you definitely, so using distilled, if you're using distilled water, you definitely need to add something to it, but you don't want to add both. So if you're using, you want to use one or the other. So if you're using a straw, if you're using a straw, don't add a tablet to it. That'll, that'll just make the silver con concentration too high because the only, really the only thing you can use would be a sterosil and citrusil. that'd be too too much uh, so one or the other but if your distilled water by itself is not enough uh, I think that's a, a common misconception that we get oh well, we're using distilled water even if it's bottled even if it's sterile water uh, within one week if you're not using an antimicrobial of some sort you can have over 200,000 colony forming units of bacteria in there so really important that you use if you're using distilled water great but add a tablet or a straw not both Okay. And then one says, uh, we use the liquid ultra weekly and distilled water. We have historically never had failed a water test in the areas water precinct comes in to test as well. Should we be using tabs or straws as well? If you're shocking weekly uh, and you're getting good results, you're, you're doing great. Uh, so I think that the whole slogan with the, the liquid ultra is think pink once a week. Uh, so that's that's because that's how quickly bacteria grow. So if you're shocking weekly and, and you're comfortable with that, great. Just know that you have to, that's how, that's how often you need to shock if you're not using another product. So, and they said they test monthly. He was saying he tests monthly. So he shocks weekly and tests monthly, but they Awesome. Yeah. You know that, that's fine. If you're, if you're, if you're fine with the shocking weekly, great. Um, a lot of, you don't, if you want to not shock as often, you can start using a, a tablet or a straw and then you can push back your shocking uh, to not, as, as much. Sometimes shocking can get a little cumbersome and time consuming. So if you want to uh, change it up, but if it sounds like you're getting really good results monthly, I, you know, and you're comfortable with what you're doing, I would, I would stay there, but you do need to shock weekly if that's all you're going to do. If you're not going to use an antimicrobial, shock weekly. Okay, great. Thanks, Caleb. Great question. Uh, last one. Let's see. Uh, we use blue tabs and we've had some patients complain that our water tastes like aspirin. What could be causing this? So blue tap has, um, while it's a nuisance, when, and, and sorry that, that that happens, at least we don't want our patients to say, oh my gosh, this tastes terrible. Uh, blue tap has an indicator in it. So if, if you're getting any complaints of a metallic or a bitter or sour taste, what that's telling you is that it's time to shock and shock with something strong because blue tap is coming in contact with a residue of some sort. So whether it be minerals or bacteria, it's telling you it's time to shock. Or if you're noticing any kind of foaming at the air water syringe, tip or handpiece, it's telling you, hey, something's going on in your lines, it's time to shock. So if you have a patient that complains of a taste, sh shocking is necessary and shocking with something that's going to be strong. Um, or if, you're sw if you switched from like one tablet to another, you can get that as well. So really make sure that you shock, because uh, like I said, it, each has different uh, surfactant um, and so you can get that taste. Also using distilled water with blue tab can give you a little bit of that metallic taste. We, we like tap water. Um, as it tastes better. So if, if you're using, if you're shocking and, and you know that your water is good and you're still having that, you know, me kind of metallic taste, it could be from distilled water. 
Uh, but most of the time, it's just, you just need a shock. It's just telling you, hey, there's something going on, whether it's minerals, residue, biofilm, whatever it is, it's just letting you know it's time to shock. Okay. And then Haley had one question about the ADEC. She's a little confused. We, we want, don't want to avoid our warranty. Our bottles for our chairs are self-contained, sterile water and water is emptied and changed weekly, as well as the tablets. So I think she was more talking about the shocking, right? So, Let's see. So, and I don't know if that's coming from the dental unit, um, but Haley, it sounds like you're on top of this. Um, and if you're getting great results, I think you're, you're solid. So, yeah. Um, um, yeah, so in that, in that, in that verbiage I see in your, in the chat, Haley, um, it looks like that's coming straight from ADEC. And so I'm not sure if that's from the chair or, or from ICX, but, uh, they've got a three-step protocol. Um, I think it's called the maintenance guide. Um, and maybe they've updated it since the last time we checked it. But um, if you're getting great results, yeah, just shock when mm -hmm. if you have a failed test result. Yeah, if you do that. Thank you guys for tuning in again. Thank you, Kelly and Kelly. You guys are rock stars, and we are so fortunate to have you helping us learn a little bit more about water line safety, right? So today's podcast CE is 042420PEPR, and all those letters are capitalized. Um, I'll repeat it again, even though you guys could probably rewind, but 042420PEPR. Also, in the show notes, I will go ahead and list the questions in there so you guys have a heads up of what the CE questions are going to be and the link to go and... Um, redeem those CE credits. As always, Jules Varney, Dental Assistance Rock, Instagram, Facebook, website, DA Rockstars, Instagram, Facebook, find your tribe. Dental Assistance Worldwide Group is our place, but until next time, keep on suctioning.